Welcome to the Garden in a City podcast, Episode 7, Seabirds in Fall. Today's episode will be talking about two common seabird species in the Bay Area, the brown pelican and Hearman's gull. While bird migration as a whole is just ramping up, these two species have already been here for one or two months. Both brown pelicans and Hearman's gulls arrive in early summer, and this is no coincidence. Hearman's gulls, which, like brown pelicans, mainly eat fish, will time their northern migrations with brown pelicans so that they can parasitize them by stealing the fish that the pelicans catch along the way. Large numbers of Hearman's gulls will go after a brown pelican, harassing it until it is forced to give up the fish that it caught in its Euler pouch. The gulls will then snatch up the fish and consume it themselves. But how has this relationship evolved? To examine this, we will first look at how brown pelicans catch their fish and what makes them so reliable for Hearman's gulls. We will then look at Hearman's gulls and how they have evolved unique behaviors to both hunt on their own and parasitize other birds. Finally, we will talk about where you can see these amazing birds. Pelicans, as a family, are very specialized birds with large, broad wings and skin called Euler pouches hanging from their bills, which are longer than those of any other birds, their whole bodies are designed for catching fish. Brown pelicans are specially adapted for a special behavior that enables them to fish in deeper water than other pelicans. Their lungs are located on the right side of their necks So, by leaning slightly to the left, they can plunge dive into the water to pursue fish. While other seabirds like gannets catch fish by snapping their bills shut and trapping the fish between the two halves of their bills, pelicans use their gular pouches to scoop up both the fish that they are eating and the water around them. The pelicans then drain the water out of their pouches and, by flipping their heads backwards, swallow the fish. Here in the Bay Area, we have two species of pelicans. The more common, saltwater-loving brown pelican, which we will be focusing on, and the rarer, inland American white pelican, which does not plunge dive, but instead herds fish into a ball to eat. Going back to the brown pelicans, we must note that these are the only species that plunge dive. The other seven species all feed in a similar way to the American white pelican. Brown pelicans are unique in the Bay Area in another way too. Instead of nesting in trees like American white pelicans, they prefer to nest on rocks offshore.
often with Hearman's gulls, pelagic cormorants, and Brant's cormorants. While brown pelicans usually stay within five miles of land, they sometimes venture farther offshore, rarely even 30 or 40 miles offshore if they need to. In this way, they serve as a bridge between habitats, connecting the offshore waters with the beaches where most people first observe them. Hearman's gulls go even farther offshore compared to the typical five miles offshore that brown pelicans go. They regularly venture 10 miles offshore and mix with other more pelagic birds. Hearman's gulls are very opportunistic and employ a wide variety of foraging techniques, including catching fish by dipping their heads into the water, both from flight and while floating on the surface, picking fish and other sea creatures from the water while standing on kelp beds, eating washed up food found on beaches, and sometimes even fully submerging themselves and diving like cormorants in search of underwater prey. As I mentioned before, there are also other seabirds they go after in hope of stealing their fish. And aside from pelicans, they also chase other gulls, terns, and boobies, like a blue-footed booby. They're instantly recognizable gulls with a gray body slowly transforming into a white head and red bill. While it might seem like it would be hard to see them where you live, they are actually very common in the summer and early fall. And you are almost guaranteed to see one if you ever visit a nearby sandy beach. Like brown pelicans, they roost on offshore rocks, but they often roost closer to shore than murres, cormorants, and pelicans, so you can get a better view of them. They also regularly scrounge for scraps on beaches and are sometimes seen eating crabs near the waterline. From afar, they might look reminiscent of a large sandpiper but upon closer inspection, their gull shape is very distinctive. But why do Hearman's gulls engage in this behavior? Why is it that they have such a broad diet and foraging techniques? To look more closely at this issue, we'll need to first understand why birds eat the foods they do. As we were talking about before, brown pelicans are especially evolved to efficiently and effectively catch fish. If a pelican wanted to eat a lizard, for example, it would have a hard time catching it. Its long bill and dangling Euler pouch would not work well for hunting on land. But if the pelican wanted to catch a fish, it would have a high probability of being able to scoop it up. This is because brown pelicans' evolution has specifically focused on catching small, saltwater fish. Now, let's look at Hearman's gulls with their smaller, 
shorter bills. It might be a little harder to catch a fish, but not hard enough, it would not be a good food source for them. However, human skulls have a backup plan. Grabbing fish is not the only way that a human skull can get food, as we talked about earlier. Human skulls evolution did not make them specifically adapted to one food source, but they are pretty good at taking advantage of a wide variety of foods. In this way, evolution has made them generalists. Whatever food is available, they can usually take advantage of. Because brown pelicans are able to more effectively and efficiently catch fish, they are often targets for human skulls. But what happens if the pelican will not give up its fish? Because of human skull's broad foraging capabilities, the human skull, with a little more energy, could catch another fish for itself. That's it for today's episode of Garden in a City. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow the Garden in a City podcast. And now, I leave you with a poem called Cormorant, celebrating this beautiful water bird. Like a fish, but with no gills, feet paddle through the tide. Like a snake, but scales are feathers, drying wings spread out so wide, duck-like, but too long are dives. You paddle through the deep, through waters blue and green, slipping through the surface, gliding past unseen. Thank you for listening and have a great day.